everyone. I am here with Dr. Deepak Karamani, and we are going to be discussing a number of issues. Um, I'd like to welcome Dr. Karamani. Thank you so much for being here with us during this very busy ICOMS. Appreciate you taking time. Thank you very much, Deborah. Um, I'd like to start by just having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, where you practice, what your specialty is, and um, a little bit about your background. Um, so I trained at the University of Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia where I went to dental and medical school and did my oral and maxillofacial surgery tra- training. I then did a fellowship in head and neck oncologic surgery in Portland, Oregon. And subsequent to that, I moved to the state of Minnesota and have been practicing there for the last 15 years. Thank you very much. Um, so you, um, you specialize in um, head and neck oncology. And um, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing, any trends, um, any differences over the years that you've been practicing? I think one of the most striking things that we've seen in head and neck oncology is we've seen far more patients diagnosed at a much younger age. 30 years ago, it would be very atypical to see patients in their 20s and 30s diagnosed with head and neck cancer. Now that has become very common. And um, much of this is associated with the increase in rise in Hugh and papillomavirus associated cancers. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, it, obviously, you're a proponent of the HPV vaccine, and that's, uh, I mean, I would assume that that's something that is important in, in heading off the, those kinds of cancers? Yes, very much so. I think, the, I think the use of the HPV vaccine is very important um, for the prevention of head and neck cancer. Great. And so, are you also seeing that there is other... Uh, screening that's being done by other healthcare professionals that might be leading to um, individuals getting diagnosed and, and being treated earlier? We try to encourage patients to have comprehensive dental and also medical exams that include a, uh, an actual physical exam of the actual head and neck to screen for cancers and this should occur in, uh, in all patients at least once a year. Interesting, thank you. And do you have a sense of, you know, we're speaking to a global audience, and I know you practice in the United States. Um, do you think the prevention aspect is as big in other countries, or um, do you think the U.S. is uh, maybe doing some things differently? This rise in head and neck cancer is something that we've seen across the world. Um, and so I think prevention, our abilities for early detection and screening are going to be critical for us to be able to diagnose patients with earliest stages of disease and improve their actual outcomes. Fantastic. So then when you are seeing them earlier, does that mean that the, uh, the surgery that you're performing is not as extensive as it has been in the past? Are you able to kind of minimize the... Uh, the treatment a little bit? That's correct. So if we're able to diagnose patients with earlier stage disease, the, um, the complexity of the treatments that, are, that our patients need um, goes down significantly. Um, and also they have much be- better functional outcomes. It also reduces the cost of healthcare for them and their prognosis is also much better as well. Oh, interesting. So do you think that um, most of the time um, patients are finding out about, you know, how to go about these things through their, uh, through their primary care physicians or, you know, do you think there's just a general um, increased awareness of, of head and neck cancer? 
I think there is. Um, I think it's really important for physicians, dentists, and also specialists um, to be aware of this rise in the incidence of head and neck cancer. Okay, thank you. Um, I want to ask you a couple other questions, and one is um, for maybe the next-gen audience out there. If you were to look back and be able to give yourself, your younger self, maybe the 25-year-old version of you, a piece of advice or share some wisdom, what might that be? That's a great question, and I think if I could go back in time, it would be to really um, enjoy every aspect of your work and training and education. We spend a tremendous amount of time actually doing what we do and learning those skills. I think it's a privilege um, to be able to take care of patients on a daily basis, and I think um, if you view your career in that way, then, uh, then I think we're very fortunate. Great, thank you. Um, what are you, uh, just thoughts on learning and, and you know, continuing to learn throughout uh, the course of your career? How have you done that? And how might you suggest that others uh, go about you know, continuing to learn and innovate, et cetera? Well, I think one of the prime ways that you learn is in conferences like this, in the, in the ICOMS. It brings together surgeons and researchers from all over the world, and it's a wonderful uh, venue to have that exchange of ideas and that intellectual stimulation. Great, thank you. Um, and then the um, final question is just what, as you look to the future of the profession and the um, you know, the OMF uh, specialty, um, what do you see as um, things that are happening that people can expect to see down the road? I think our specialty um, um, is always undergoing transformation. It's obviously very different in different parts of the world, uh, but there's certain core aspects of our specialty that are practiced um, by all oral maxillofacial surgeons all over the world. I think it's really important that training standards and education are kept as uniform as possible and that maxillofacial sur surgeons are involved in the management of, uh, of uh, patients with, afflicted with trauma, with all sorts of diseases associated with the actual head and neck and are the primary specialty associated with work um, in, the, in, in the actual head and neck. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Deepak Kadamani, thank you for being here today. Really appreciate your time during this conference and your wisdom, and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. IAOMS members receive additional benefits such as access to the IJOMS, educational resources, reduced rates for conferences, and more. To join or renew your membership, please visit www.iaoms.org. Keep up to date with our weekly podcast by following IAOMS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news. See you next week.